0: Welcome back to Sudur's podcast. In the previous episode we heard how Guru Hargobind Hayat Barandai Khan enlisting him in his standing army stationed at Kuratarpur. We even heard the amount of salary he was receiving and the portions of his daily diet that warm milk with pistachios and almonds along with dried fruits like dates and apricots. We heard how Guru Hargoban was traveling east towards Narakmata in Uttarakhand, how he stopped in Karapind, the village of Kara, where that disabled sick was blessed with a sight and a new seva there. That's how chapter 32 concludes. Chapter 33 starts off describing how Guru Hargoban woke up after spending the night there in that village of Kara, how they mounted up and set off on their path with their warriors. They traveled about 12 kilometers towards the Sarasati River, where there was not very much water at all, but enough so that they could bathe. And at that spot, Guru Harguman donated a lot of money there before heading forward for the day until evening, when they would camp up again. They eventually reached the very dark waters of the Gemini River, where they dismounted to bathe. They traveled more eastward, very quickly and along the path. Wherever there was a Sikh congregation, they would say to each other, Oh, the Guru has arrived. Let's quickly go see them. And there were countless of these small villages along the way. The poet Sintolk Singh says, How can we recount all of them where the Guru stopped? But many people met the Guru along the path as well, presenting the Guru with offerings and gifts. They would bring him milk and yogurt, whatever they could bring, regarding food or money they would offer it while bowing down to the guru and then sing the praises of the guru and in this way guru hargobind then reached garganga which is along the banks of the ganges the ganga river about 100 kilometers east of new delhi about 200 kilometers south from hardwar so guru hargobin saw the great stream of clean and beautiful water and he dismounted there to bathe in the Ganga giving great amounts of money to the local Brahmins there who were maintaining their location and those Brahmins they didn't understand Guru Harguman to be the true Guru they didn't request from the Guru the gift of Bhakti devotional worship or wisdom Gyan. Those Minds who are just engrossed in money and greed how could those type of Minds appreciate or understand the great Guru then Guru Hargobind and his army mounted up, they mobilized, they headed forward in great pleasure to complete the desire of that great sadhu, that great holy man, al He quickly then reached Nanak Mata, which was about another 200 kilometers east of Garda Ganga. They all set up camp there, tying up their horses. The warriors were walking around Guru Hargobind, in and around that area. And one yogi who had his ears torn with his mundra, their earrings, uh, denoting their adherence to the yogic path he saw one of the warriors and he asked you know who is this Sardar this commander who has come here with all these warriors the Sikh replied to that yogi saying this is the true Emperor the exalted Guru Harguman, the one who dispels all pain the yogi heard this and he got afraid he was thinking oh damn I hope they don't imprison us and he just took off so now listen to the story of the sick almast, who was forever contemplating the guru. He would only go once to the washroom, bathe, eat in the morning. He would just do that one time in the day. And besides that, he would the whole day and night contemplate the guru in great remembrance. He was in this meditative state since that tree associated with Guru Nanak, that banyan tree, was burnt by those yogis. He was so distraught because of it. He was so sad. such a disrespectful act had occurred. He just couldn't handle it. He thought of so many things, but he just couldn't figure out what to do. He was deflated. He just started requesting to the Guru constantly in his mind for help. He would say, Oh Master, Prabhu, they have disrespected you. Please keep your nature of helping your servants. The seat of the Guru is always praiseworthy. How can it be that these guys can claim victory over us? If I could give my body away, if they were to kill me in my protection of this place, then I would do that without even hesitating a moment. But even then, these yogis, nothing would happen to them. They won't care. They will just get more you egotistical. The praise of Guru Nanak is so vast. And now with you on the seat on the throne, it'll reduce if these guys are allowed to continue on. And after you, what will happen? Those with such little power will be able to to mess with us why not come here quickly to help me this is the type of action befitting you as guru O guru harguban in this world you've grasped both the meaty the kingly the sovereign mentality and you have grasped the beauty the spiritual qualities why would you not help your six? in the world you are the foremost you are the pinnacle of excellence imbued with miracle powers and even then this auspicious place has been disrespected Oh Guru Harguman, please protect me and this spot and dispel these yogis from this area. So in this way, Almast was praying for Guru Harguman's help. He had conquered his senses and was just focusing on the Guru. When he then heard the sound of the horses neighing as they were approaching, he was just overjoyed. He then desired to go see who it was, if it was a Guru or not. So he left his Kutiya, his little tent area made out of straw and grass, and he saw a great amount of people standing there. He saw that hmm, these guys look Punjabi to me. So then he went and asked one of the warriors there, whose encampment is it here? Where have they come from and where are they going? The Sikh replied saying, the Guru of the world, Guru Gobin, has arrived, whose divine sight Darshan is like a tiger which has deer like obstacles running for cover. These words, from the sick were like Amrith to his ears. It was as if he was dead, but these words resurrected him. He ran towards the Guru to meet him. But in this excitement, he didn't even realize his legs were not even moving, and he just fell. Guru Hargurma was standing there randomly in comfort, wearing his beautiful clothing, strapped with weapons, wearing two beautiful shoes, which were covered in dust, and which were covering his lotus-like feet with a reddish blush. When Almas got in front of Guru Hargobind he bowed down like a stick, like in a straight line, dandot. And he was just filled with love for the Guru and was crying. He was taking the dust of Guru Hargobind's feet and applying that all over his face and was saying, Blessed Guru Hargobind your glory is praiseworthy. Almas then got up and stood in front of Guru Hargobin with his hands clasped and began singing the praise of the Guru with great bliss. He says, Guru Hargobind, you reside in all the 14 worlds, within the hearts of everyone. You forever know every secret and forever are in divine bliss. You have understood my inner desire and have come here. That's not even rare. This is what you always do. You have more powers than the depths of the ocean. You are the god, even of the devtas. Everyone knows this. Everyone's seen carefully this great virtue of yours, that you are forever bound by your servant's love when you recognize Dhrupti's true love for you when she cried out for help in that court where they wanted to dishonor her you came there and protected her keeping her honor recognizing Dhrupti as your servant so this is just a reference this Dhrupti reference the story is from the Mahabharata. so Almas continues saying Guru Hargabani you saved Prahlad from anguish as well killing that evil demon Haranakish, his father who wanted to kill his son, Prahlad. So this is another story which gets mentioned a lot in Guru Granth Sahib, the story of Prahlad. In the same way, you've helped six of today as well, saving them from great obstacles, like Trloka, whose sword was made out of wood, and which you made metal. So this is a story associated with Guru Ajandevji. Ji. A warrior came to Guru Ajandevji Ji and asked him for abdesh, spiritual teachings. The Guru told him to be merciful to everyone and everything, not to get angry. He was a guard, though, for a Mughal royal, a nobleman. And one day, they were out hunting. Randomly, a deer ran across near Tarloka. He took out a sword and sliced down at the belly of the deer. The deer died, but the deer was pregnant. And two baby deers fell out of the deer, and they were slowly, painfully dying as well. He would just watch this. He was distraught. He was thinking that, you know why did I have to have this sword on me I obviously didn't adhere to the Guru's teaching of, of being compassionate to all so we ended up replacing that sword with a wooden sword so even if he was pushed in a certain circumstance he wouldn't have to use that sword one day though the people of that court they found out that Tloka was faking it basically that he had a fake sword so they wanted to call him up on his deception and in front of the nobleman who was basically Tuloka's boss, the people of the court started showing off their own swords. And eventually they asked Tuloka, hey, you should show yours as well to the nobleman. Tuloka was afraid because if he showed that he was just carrying a wooden sword, that he would lose his job and the nobleman would lose total faith in him and that he would probably have him killed. So just as Tuloka was about to pull out his karpan, he said, "Waheguru," And a beautiful metal, shining sharp sword came out. So in this way, Almas is saying that, you know, you saved Toloka. This is your nature to save your Sikhs. So this story is told in Ras 3, chapter 51 of the Suraj Prakash. So Almas continues bringing up another example from the time of Guru Arjan when they protected his Sikh who was measuring out different items for sale and then says, oh Guru Hargoban, in your sixth form, as Guru Hargoban, you've helped six of your time as well. How can we recount all of your stories? Such a poor person like me, you've been so graceful upon, traveling such a long distance just to help me. I forever bow down to you, Guru Harguman, master of the world. You have kept the honor of your nature to protect your servants. So, in this way, Almas recited this great praise of Guru Harguman with great love. Guru Harguman was so happy with his devotion and replied, saying, Oh, Almas, you are such a devout sikh. You have adorned such great faith in the Guru's house. How could your desires not be fulfilled? But al Al-Mast tell me, how are you doing? How have these torn ear yogis created a problem for you? Almas replied, saying, Oh Master, listen, you have been so graceful upon me, I am doing very well. These yogis, who are forever burning with anger, have burned the banyan tree associated with Guru Nanak, and they have thrown me away from that auspicious spot associated with the Guru. They have greatly disrespected your spot, swearing at me and disrespecting you." Guru Hargobun heard this and comforted Alma, saying, Oh, clever Sikh, don't worry, we will fulfill your desire. And after this, Guru Hargobun had some sheets laid out after sweeping the ground. The Guru took off his weapons and then took a nap. The Guru's warriors kept guard in all directions. Some other warriors went off to collect grass for the horses, then they fed the horses. Other warriors went out to get supplies from the village for the Langar, uh, the communal kitchen. It was about two hours left before sunset, and Guru Harguman then got up and asked for some water. He washed his hands, feet, and face, then bathed properly, he got dressed in his fine clothes, then he said to Almast, Okay, let's go see that auspicious spot of the Guru. Almast then took Guru Harguman towards that spot and said, This here is the beautiful spot associated with guru nanak the yogis they heard you were coming and they all ran away there was a great banyan tree right here that was flourishing these yogis these enemies they burnt it down there was one soapberry tree here as well which was saved it also has miraculous qualities to it on one side there are very sweet berries and on the other there are bitter ones the sweet ones were where guru nanak devji sat under the bitter ones were where Goraknath sat. When Guru Harguman heard this from Almast, he comforted him, saying, You know, don't worry, this tree will become as it was before. Guru Harguman then had some sheets spread out for a divan session here. so Reras was recited here, which within it expands on the great glory of the Guru. And that's how chapter 33 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear about an interaction between Guru Hargobind and these yogis. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Charan Patreon page. <laughs>